0: Welcome to a God Shift Podcast, where we move you from disruption and delay into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and other leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty and unlock the door to confidently move into your next chapter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I am your host, Shana Rattler, and I am so thrilled that you are here today. So before we get started, I would love if you could do me a favor. Wherever it is that you are listening to this episode, I just want you to take a screenshot. And with that screenshot, I want you to post it on social media, tag us here at A God Shift, and then I just want to hear your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode. Why do I do that? I'm one of the few podcasters that probably really doesn't care and track like the number of downloads, but I do care about people recognizing that there is hope on the other side of whatever it is that they're going through. And so the more times these episodes get shared, the more we can all do our part in making sure that people find God and hope in what it is that they're going through. I'm going to read my guest bio. Um, I've actually been wanting to meet and talk to this guy for a long time, even before I moved to Dallas. And so I'm happy to have him on my show. So my guest today is a national speaker, YouTuber, author, ordained minister, husband, and father. He is the co-founder of Let's Equip, a nonprofit organization that equips Christians and Christian organizations with courses and curriculum to aid in biblical literacy and spiritual growth. I want to welcome to the show, Alan Parr.
1: Hey Shayna, how are you? I did not know that you were in Dallas. So you're in my neck of the woods and I am. Uh, I am so excited to meet you and to have a great conversation today. Thank you yes. for having
0: me. You're absolutely welcome. So before we get started, I just want to lay a little bit of context for the conversation. So all of my platforms are called a God shift. And my definition of a God shift is the moment a disruption in your life collides with God's purpose, but then that moves you into greater dimensions of possibility. Because, you know, I believe that anytime we're pursuing something that is not on the path that God has planned for us, He wants to invite us into what it is that He has planned for us, but He can't do that without first getting our attention. And He uses disruption. He uses unexpected circumstances, not always negative, to get our attention. And so I would love if you could share a time with us that you've actually had to overcome some disruption in order to get to all the great things that you've been able to do today.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, that that conversation can go in so many different directions because I've had so many different disruptions in my life. Uh, I'll share one that I think that you'll find very interesting and your readers will find very interesting. Um, let's just fast forward to around 2004. I had just graduated from Dallas Theological Seminary with hopes of being uh, in ministry full time, figured that I would land a full-time uh, ministry position at a church maybe as a teaching pastor, or a Christian education pastor. Um, and so I landed uh, my first ministry job, if you will, out of seminary. And um, it was at a smaller church. I won't go into all of the details, but essentially because it was a smaller church plant, uh, the pastor wasn't really able to pay me a full-time salary, but he told me that you know, after about six months or so, he would raise my salary, he'd raise my salary. And that way, as the church grew, he'd be able to pay me a full-time salary. Well, Mm -hmm. six months go by, a year goes by, a year and a half goes by. I don't ever ask for anything more. And finally, after a year and a half, I'm like, "Hey, I'm not able to afford, you know, uh, my living expenses. Uh, You know, I need to get that raise that you promised me whenever I uh, signed up to be uh, in this position." Make a long story short, um, he kind of reneged on that. Said that you know they weren't able to help at all. So I said, "Okay, fine. I will take a part time job." Uh, teaching math, tutoring math. And uh, and so essentially what happened after that is after about a year of doing that, he was very, very upset that I was taking another job that was taking me away from the church. And uh, I was upset because I'm like, hey, I,
0: yeah, I
1: was <laughs> like, hey, I want to be full-time with, with you at the church, but I'm not able to pay my bills. And so it was kind of like a, a relationship that just kind of really went south. I got fired from that church. So that is the disruption. Um didn't do anything wrong. I was just trying to pay my bills, got fired from the church and ended up teaching high school math for 11 years after that little did I know. I thought I would I, w- I didn't think I was going to be teaching math for any length of time. It was just kind of a stopgap here for me. Yeah. And um but here's the disruption. The disruption really is this is that for the next 11 years I thought that I was supposed to be in Uh, local church, full-time ministry. I was searching for staff positions, Christian education. I even thought about pastoring a church and all those doors kept closing for me again and again and again and again, which is why I was teaching high school math for 11 years. I did not realize that all this time God was preparing me for something that I had no idea for, which was this online ministry that many people have now come to know as the beat Right. God was uniquely preparing me for this unique online ministry position while I was here trying to seek after this, whatever it is I thought that I had to have. And God was like, man, leave that alone. I got something so much greater for you that you don't even realize. So uh, that's just one experience of a disruption in my life.
0: So what would you say you learned during that? Because you clearly had your plans and you were diligent about seeking those plans too. And they didn't come to fruition because clearly they didn't align with God's plans for your life. And so what would you say you learned during that?
1: I think I learned that, you know, we don't always know everything that we think we know. You know, like uh, I was convinced that I knew what God's best plan was for my life, which I assumed that at the time that my God's best plan for me was was for me to be on, on staff at this particular church and stay there for the foreseeable future. And then after I got fired from there, I assumed that my my role or God's best plans for me was to land a traditional local church teaching pastor, Christian education pastor, maybe even a worship pastor position, and I figured that that was God's best plan for my life. And little did I know at the time that like I said, God was preparing me for something else. So I just want to encourage anyone who's listening to know that even though right now you might be going through something and you're like wondering what God is doing, uh, God might have something so much greater up his sleeve for you. And uh, we need to make sure that we don't just assume that we know what is best for our lives.
0: Even when what he's asking us to leave was a good thing. Yes, sometimes, you know, that good thing expires and God can no longer have grace and blessings on that good thing because it's time for the next thing, which is greater than the good thing that he gave you last. Mm,
1: Yes, absolutely. And I'll say this all the time is that every single time that there's been a disruption in my life and God has taken me to a different place, he's elevated me to the next place. It's never been a demotion. It's never been a step backwards. It's always been a step forward getting closer to my ultimate call and purpose for my life.
0: Absolutely. So Alan, you you're in ministry like myself. So you preach a lot, you teach a lot. And much like myself, you also have curriculums and you coach people. So you've dealt with a lot of people over the years. So what have you noticed have been some of the most common barriers? Because I believe that when God uses disruption in our lives, He really wants it to be a tool that moves us forward. But unfortunately, it keeps a lot of us stuck. And so what have you seen are some of the most common barriers that get people in positions where the disruption keeps them stuck instead of moving them forward.
1: Well, I think one of the biggest things is fear, um is, you know, fear. Uh, it's funny we were talking about this because uh earlier today I was thinking about the two words that keep people stuck most of the time is what if. Yeah. What if? What if this doesn't work? What if people don't like what I'm putting out? What if nobody subscribes to my YouTube channel? What if, you know, my podcast doesn't get the downloads? what if people talk about me and they don't like what I'm saying, or they criticize me, or what if I get married and it doesn't work out? What if I get married and I'm not happy? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, I start this business and I don't have enough money uh, to provide for my family? What if I leave my job and go back to school? We live our lives by fear. Yeah. Many of us do. And, um, you know, as the the proverb says, we oftentimes clip our wings before we fly. That's what we do. And so, you know, I just want to encourage people that God can allow disruption to come in your life. But if you are so paralyzed by fear, and I want to be careful when I say this, it's okay to be afraid. Many people in the Bible were afraid. We need to make sure that we don't allow that fear to paralyze us from moving forward in what God has called you to do.
0: That's a great point. Almost all of them were afraid. Moses was afraid because he thought his speech was going to hold him back. I'm almost certain that Esther was afraid when she went before the king that could literally cut her head off. I'm sure she was afraid, but she did it anyway. And that's what one of my very first business coaches used to ask us all the time. Can you do it afraid? Mm. You can't be afraid, but can you still do it afraid?
1: Wow. That's so, that's, that's profound. Absolutely. I mean, that's a great point that you made. I mean, I can't think of too many people in the Bible whom God called to do something great, that you know they it wasn't preceded by fear, which is the reason why oftentimes you have to send an angel, but like, hey, fear not, fear not. It's yes. okay. Peace be with you to yes. remind them. So, yeah.
0: So we're going to take a quick break. And Alan, when we come back, we're going to begin to share some tips and strategies, if you will, of how people can begin to put things together in their lives when they're going through disruption. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to reveal God's plan to ditch disruption or delay and get his blessings faster. Head to GodSaysShift.com to access it now. All right. All right. So God uses disruption. And he's very strategic and intentional because what it was going to take to get your attention would not be the same thing that it would take to get my attention. Just like for those of you who have more than one child. Susie, you might be able to get her attention in one way, but Johnny, you're going to have to do something completely different if you want to get the same, get the same outcome. And so, if someone is listening to this episode and they're like, "You know what? I realize that I do need to learn to do it afraid. I do need to recognize that whatever God is allowing to happen in my life, that He's using it for the greater good, for the plan that He has for my destiny. What and I want to shift my life pos- positively forward after disruption, just like Shayna and Alan did. What would be the advice that you would give them or the best tip that you would share with them of how they can shift forward in a positive way?
1: Well, you know, I I think um, one of the things that I have gained a lot of confidence in, and I know this sounds like a kind of a cop-out, but is just getting stronger in the word of God. Um, And I say that because really what it takes to overcome fear is faith, right? Is faith in knowing that, okay, God, this is what you've called me to do. And if this is what you've called me to do, then you will give me everything that I need in order to make that happen. And one of the ways that we increase our faith, right? The Bible says in Romans, faith comes from hearing and Mm -hmm. hearing what? My friend down the street? No. A YouTube channel? No. Hearing the word of God, right? So when we hear the word of God, when we read the word of God, when we study the word of God, when we see how God was faithful in the lives of those who have preceded us When we see how God has strongly supported people who have gone before us, when we see how God has come through for Moses and Joseph and Jeremiah and Paul and Esther and Ruth and all of these stories in the Bible, it gives us confidence in the character of God, knowing that if God, now that's the key, if God has called you to something, and that's where you have to be confident to know, okay, God, I know this is what you've called me to do. If he's done that, then you can trust and rest assured that God is going to give you what you need in order to be successful uh, in the assignment that he's called you to do.
0: That's good. I want to talk about that for a second because one of the things that I know from stumbling on your website years ago is that that's one of the things that you help people do. You really help them to learn how to study the Bible so they're interpreting it properly so that they can implement it properly. Because I say all the time. I, don't, I, I care so much less about you being motivated and, and inspired. I care about you being transformed. And the only way that I believe that the Word of God can truly transform our lives is if we know how to properly understand it and apply it and use it as, as a tool. And so if your advice to them is like, you know, you really need to get into the Word of God, what would be something quick? And I know you have courses and all kinds of stuff on this. What would be something quick that you could tell us that we could do that we can actually make sure that we're getting out of it, that particular passage, what it is that we're supposed to be getting out of it so we can use it better?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I appreciate that. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, we have an entire course called the Bible Accelerator uh, that it's exactly what it sounds like. It's designed to accelerate your knowledge of the word of God and not just your knowledge of it, but more importantly, how to study it. Because yes. we subscribe to the, you know, we subscribe to the idea that, you know, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day, teach a man how to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. I can give you the word of God. I can teach, I can preach. Um, and that's what many Christians are doing is they're going to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, Sundays and Wednesdays, and they're they're getting fed the word of God. That's great. But we want you to be able to feed yourself that's the word right. of God, right? That's so right. you can dig into it for yourself. So uh, we got a whole curriculum there, but one of the things that we really teach there. Uh, is really uh, is context, right? Um, you know, so many false teachings. As a matter of fact, I've got a new book that I just came out with. It's called "Misled: Seven Lies That Distort the Gospel and How You Can Discern the Truth." And in this book, I talk about seven very common false teachings that are leading many Christians astray. That are not coming from outside the church; are coming from within the church, from the pulpit. And mm-hmm. so, if we can develop discernment. And that really comes from just knowing properly how to rightly divide the Scriptures, how to properly interpret the Scriptures. The Bible says, rightly divide the Word of God, implying that there is a wrong way to divide or interpret the Word of God. And so, if we can understand the right methods, strategies, and techniques for how to study the Word of God, one of them is context. Many false teachings and false teachers build entire theological systems and uh, heresy, Because they're taking a scripture or two out of its original context, twisting it and making it say what they want it to say. And uh, we need to make sure that we uh, have a discerning ear to understand how to put a passage in its context in a proper way.
0: When I was communicating with your team about having you on the show, I was so excited that I saw that you read that book. Because my spiritual father tells me there is so much that is being preached in error. And it's... Sometimes it is because they're false teachers and false prophets and they're just don't have the best of intentions. But oftentimes it's because of exactly the reason why your business exists. They don't properly understand it to properly divide it and properly deliver it to the people. And most of us are not reading it for ourselves. And if we are reading it for ourselves, we don't know how to properly study it either. And so we just assume that those people that we sit at the feet of, since we trust them and believe in them, that what they're feeding us is right. And it may not be the right diet. (laughs) Easy. You know, and so that's why I was really excited to see that that you wrote this book because I've learned so much that I have learned in error, and dare I say, I learned a couple of things that I was even teaching in error, and um. And so I'm really glad that, that you wrote that book to really shed shed light on that so that people can get on the right path, especially in the trying times that we're in at the times of this recording. We've got to get more of the word, but we've got to get the word in us in the right way. So before we begin to wrap up, the first thing I want you to do is, in, are there any final words that you would have for the audience before we get into how they can follow you and find your stuff?
1: Yeah, I would just say, you know, um, if you're going through a disruption right now in your life. Um, be faithful to God, be obedient to God. Uh, This is the time more than ever that you need to run towards God and not run away from God, because it could very well be that this disruption could be the catalyst that could propel you into God's next level assignment for you. So it's really key that you tune in, you hone in. And I'll say this, you may not understand the purpose of the disruption right now until five, 10 years later, You might look back and go, oh, that's the reason why God allowed me to get fired from that church. It's frustrating at the time. It's painful at the time, but it's not designed for you to understand everything right now. Just be faithful and continue to do the next thing that God puts in front of you. And I trust that over time, he'll reveal how that disruption can help you uh, fulfill his purpose for your
0: life. You can't quit. You know, I preached at a church this weekend. And I preached on Saturday and I stayed over at the church on Sunday. And when the pastor was preaching, he was talking about, you know, somebody needs to write a success book. And on the front, and he was like, and it needs to be dirty and you need to tell the honest truth. And on the front, it's going to say, how did I succeed? And that book is going to have one page in it. I didn't quit. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I like that. I like this. Yes. So
0: now is not the time to quit. Now is not the time to turn to the things that are tickling our ears and that are in front of us that we think are leading us to peace and positivity because it's actually leading us in the opposite direction. But that's a different show for a different time. So, Alan, how can people follow you on social media?
1: Yes. So um, probably the easiest way is for them to go to my YouTube channel, The Beat, which is an acronym for Biblical Encouragement and Truth. They can just search for The Beat by Alan Parr, and they'll see the YouTube channel there, or any any of the uh, social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Alan, G. Parr, A-L-L-E-N-G-P-A-R-R. Those are my handles. People can find me and follow me there. Also, my website, alanparr.com.
0: And where do they get the book?
1: The book, yes. They can go to misledbook.com. We've created a landing page. And as a matter of fact, if you purchase the book and you put proof of purchase like an order number that's on an honor system if you put that uh in the form on misledbook.com we will send you logins to your own uh personal uh biblical literacy course that one of our premier courses that we have to help you with your Bible study we're giving it away for you for free in exchange for um for you uh purchasing the book
0: And I'm telling you, y'all need to get that because I've been on his list for years. I've looked at his stuff for years. And this man is the truth. And I don't say that lightly. And I don't say that for everybody. And like he said, this is the most important time, I believe, in the history of the world to better understand the Bible so that we cannot find ourselves being led astray. So, Alan, thank you so much for being here. I know that they will be blessed by this episode. Y'all share, share, share this episode far and wide. I hope that you will go back and listen to previous and future episodes as well. Everyone have a great day. Bye-bye. God bless. Thanks. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.